he, that he's narcissistic, I disagree. Okay. That he's what? That he's narcissistic, and I don't agree. I don't think he has narcissism, uh, pers- narcissistic personality disorder. I was going to ask about that specifically because when Kim experienced uh, the robbery, um, one of the reasons that – and this is rumored, but one of the reasons that um, they started having problems after that was because he felt like she wasn't giving him enough t- attention – as a result of her traumatic experience. That sounds pretty narcissistic to me. <laughs> no, it sounds like an a-hole to me. It's what it like. <laughs> What's the difference between an a-hole and a, right. and a right. narcissism? Somebody that has a personality disorder, again, they can't take any responsibility or have any yeah, bad press. Sounds like Kanye. No, on that Breakfast Club interview specifically, he said, I appreciate the criticism. He's like, I, I do. So he the, takes it in. Yeah, he, he takes it in. He's like, that album that I just dropped, the, I can't think of the name of it right now. He's like, it was whack. He would be pissed. He was like, it didn't have any hooks on it. Right yeah, he was like, I made dope music. I didn't. And Charlemagne let him have it. And wow. he was like, I appreciate that. And I said, I'm going to make sure that you hear the next album before I drop it and get your opinion. Okay, we're going to come back with that because there's, there's a couple more questions I have about that as well. So yeah. we'll be right back on the live exchange. <laughs> All right, welcome back <laughs> to the Live Exchange. They caught me. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> All right, let me get oh, myself together here. nutrition. So, <laughs> welcome back. And we are just talking about uh, mental illness and celebrities and the public eye and all of that. And, you know, we can't talk about this without talking about Kanye because that is the whole reason why we decided to talk about this. Um, and Bobby and I were asking Mikkel if, um, you know, First of all, how would we describe Mikkel? I mean, how would we, well, <laughs> how would we describe I'm Kanye? <laughs> uh, and um, and whether or not there is an element of narcissism involved, because a lot of people um, pretty much say or assert that that's that's part of his problem is narcissism, and. You know, as a result of Kim being robbed and, and all of that recently, one of his biggest gripes was that she wasn't paying enough attention to him because, uh, you know, after she, she got robbed. And he was, and that was one of the things that led him to have his breakdown um, and, and you know, go into the hospital with, for the period of time that he was there. So, um, so I, you know, I, I, I have a hard time understanding how that's not narcissism. So Mikhail was starting to explain that. And um, Well, I, I will say this, that my understanding of the story, when he had got admitted to the hospital, it was his idea. Like, he was okay with going. Is that your understanding of it? I, it's not, but I'm not totally surprised that that's the case. Right, right. So he also canceled the rest of his tour, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, narcissistic personality disorder wouldn't do that. Wouldn't do that. It, would, they wouldn't do it? Even if it meant that they would gain more attention by going into the hospital, he didn't. He didn't need. Do you know how many millions of dollars he kind of just? All right, like that's not that's well, not Donald a trade. Donald Trump doesn't need to. Let either, me tell but... you, Donald Trump will never divest from his companies, even though legally, because he got into the race, the law existed before he got into the race. Right. Mm-hmm. He's never going to divest from his companies. Right. That is more of a marker of a narcissistic personality disorder. You know the law, but you disregard it because you're above it. Right. Well, that definitely, yeah. That, so, I mean, that's definitely been a when you compare the two, and then when you look at the other attributes of of Kanye's personality, what you're seeing is like his him being grandiose and stuff like that. That's part of branding. Mm-hmm. That's part of you know him like Jerry Jones you just go out to the football field like he's the head coach. Man, mm-hmm. you own the team, isn't that enough? Mm-hmm. It's not. So when you look at different markers of narcissistic personality disorder, I'm not saying Jerry Jones is narcissistic personality disorder, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying that when you look at the when you look at the markers, <laughs> hey, we just call them like we see them. <laughs> um, I, I will tell you that narcissism again is a part of everyone's personality. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, Kanye marches to his own drum. He's a creative person. There's a thin line uh, between genius and insanity. And um, that is, yeah. Let, let, let me play on the other side of that for two seconds. I, I are, are you a Kanye fan? Uh, not not, okay. not too much. Okay, I just I had to clarify that. First. Not, well, let me say this. His earlier work, I appreciate College dropout, one of the greatest things. Yeah, because he, he was more, he was, you know, he was yeah. on that tip. But yeah. now things have changed, and so so has my opinion of his music. I got you. I got you. When, when you talked about him being on the previous radio show, yeah, um, I've seen him on another radio show where he displays everything you're talking about. Right. It, it wouldn't accept yeah. responsibility. It was everybody else's fault. Right. Uh, so how do you... So the person that has a disorder is consistent. Okay. 
again, not to okay. belabor Donald Trump, he's consistent. So it's not just episodes then? It's not episodic. Okay. Uh-huh. This, this is literally who they are. Um, and so when you look at, like, if you look at uh, um, borderline or, like, those type of personality disorders, that's who they are. Like, that is pretty persistent throughout their existence. Okay. Some people are functional with it. Some people is turned up, the volume's turned up really high. And it becomes dysfunctional. Right. And so that's the difference. And that's another difference between like mood and personality. Mood can be episodic. While if you look at the personality disorder, it, it's kind of who they are. Right. Schizophrenia, they have, um, it's kind of episodic in that, that they may not always see hallucinations, mm-hmm. but they always, they will always be schizophrenics. It's a crime. It's, it literally is part of them. I have a, my cousin um, suffers from it, um, paranoid schizophrenia. And, when he didn't have medication in him, every moment of his life was a, was in that that state. Mm. Uh, the medication is the only thing that kind of brings him out of it. So, it it, it is what it is. It's also one of the reasons why I kind of want to get into this line of work because yeah. I was trying to understand what was going on with my family. Gotcha. Wow. All right. Well, with that said, we're going to go into the balance challenge. Keeping your balance with Doctor Pamela. Doctor Pamela. Doctor Pamela. All right, so this week's balance challenge is, um, you know, I, it is, it is holiday season, right? You know, so we're bound to, in some cases, have family around and, you know, look at other um, family situations and that kind of thing. And so what I want you to think about this holiday season is, um, is consider the personal struggle that somebody else may be having. Um, we don't always like to think outside of ourselves. Um, sometimes we don't do it naturally. So I want you to be very intentional <laughs> about looking at somebody else's experience. So if you've got that family member that everybody likes to say, oh, she's just crazy. Or, you know, people like to throw around terms like bipolar. Oh, she's just bipolar. She just this, she's just that. I urge you to look at it differently. I urge you to look at it from the standpoint of what is it like to be in that person's shoes, to be where that person may be or the things that that person may have gone through. So this week's balance challenge is not necessarily to to do something per se directly for yourself, but it is to look at somebody else's life and consider what it might be like to be like them or to go through what they're going through. Um, and, and hopefully what that will do is um, challenge you to look at things differently, to approach them differently, um, and to be more of an ally for somebody who may need help rather than to stigmatize somebody um, you know, who acts differently from the rest of us. So that's my challenge to you today. Um, you challenge. have something to say? You got 30 seconds going to commercial. 10 seconds. What? Oh, you're going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to figure out who you're going to be balanced with this <laughs> who are you going to balance with? <laughs> uh, but yes, we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Live Exchange. See, they were trying to talk during the break and they give everything away they're supposed to be talking about on the air. So we're going to try to recreate this conversation that you just saw lively we're happen. Recreate. <laughs> <laughs> reality tv Re- yeah we're, we're gonna do this again <laughs> and <though>. action <laughs> but um i will say uh that um well you y'all if you look at me looking at my computer screen it's all kind of messed up so we're we're just going off the cuff today <laughs> So so we're talking about Kanye right now. Um, and Mikkel brought out the five criteria. Well, it's more than, oh no, it's the DSM five criteria yeah. for narcissistic personality disorder. And what they were doing during the break was matching up all those criteria against Kanye and determining whether or not they fit him. And Bobby is saying, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Mikkel saying, no, 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 no. So let's, this sounds like a song. So let's, um, let's do this. Well, I mean, so, <laughs> so. And tell them what some of these. Um, all right. So really quickly, um, having an exaggerated sense of self-importance, oh, yeah. expecting to be recognized as superior, even without achievements Mr. that warrant it. I, I disagree with you. Right <laughs> Exaggerating your achievements and talents. Oh my God. I, I, I don't agree that that fits him either. <laughs> Being preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. You don't believe that's Kanye. No, that's everybody. Who doesn't want... <laughs> we're all mate? narcissistic personalities. We all have narcissism in our systems. So that's what I'm saying. Be mindful of that. It has to be, that's, it has it to, be, has a, to be... a malady. It has to be an issue, right? 
Um, he created a wife. I, I'm just saying she was uh, she existed before <laughs> he did. Uh, believing that you are superior and can only be understood by or associate with equally special people, requiring constant admiration. Hold on, having a sense of entitlement, expecting special favors, and unquestioning compliance with your expectations, taking advantage of others to get what you want, having an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others, being envious of others and believing others envy you, behaving in an arrogant or haughty manner. Now, I will, t- you know, I want you to be honest. Okay. A lot of that is confidence. On our resumes, we talk and, and promote and push how good we are at something in an effort to get something of value in return. Uh huh. That's all I'm reading. So right that's here. the marketing part of it. Like that's what you do to market yourself. That's what you do to market. Right. So where's the difference between the marketing part of it and the 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 disorder part of it? So I'm not. So the disorder part of it is. Watch for me, phones, Kanye. Watch this. No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what, stinks out, oh, what sticks out to me is that one of the features is that you take advantage of people. Now, I've never, yeah. I've never seen. Now, he lives in the public eye. I, I've never seen him take advantage of anybody. He's been taken advantage of by whom? By what? Wow. Well, it looks like Diamond has a comment about the that they've been labeled what does that say that they've been labeled they and live, live by, by the label that's yeah that's kind of what i said in the early yeah. part when you give okay. people labels they tend to live by it but me being having been in that industry i understand what he's doing and and you're talking about going to people saying hey man cut me a check right. you know eight figure check and they were like well why well because right. i've done this because of college because of this because of that and because of who i am da, da, da. he's constantly selling himself mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and that is not Unnatural. Where it gets disorder, his to me, my concern for him is that Kanye never grieved the death of his mother. I agree with That's that. That's big. All That's right, huge. and that was a major trigger and a, and a, a clear alteration of his path. Uh-huh. Now that being untreated may have opened the door to other things getting in there, whether it be drugs or anything else. I don't right. know, but at the end of the day, I don't know that he fits that bill versus the other person that we were talking about. Like, that is an atypical narcissistic personality disorder. The, Everybody sees it. The question I have on it, with, with, be it either of these characters, Trump or Kanye right. or uh, Amy It's Lyon, hard for me to even say his I'm name. Not, I yeah. noticed you haven't said his name <laughs> That's yet. Right. He, you know, hey, he is, because, well, he is what he is. Um, <laughs> a no name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the, I'm, I'm not schooled in this. I've never taken classes in it. My, no, it's cool. My wife has. That's a whole other thing. Sure. She, you know, she follows the DSM-5 and all of that, but that ain't my thing. <laughs> um, my, my, my thing is whenever I see things that are extremely out of balance, when there is no balance involved mm-hmm. in, in a life, or in, in, that's where I, the triggers begin to go up for me. And I don't see much of a difference balance-wise because Kanye is always on. He's always on. No different than a Trump is always on. So when I see these things that you you diagnose or you know uh, labeled in the DSM five, when I see that as a constant, that's the term you used early. It is a constant thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a feature. It's a major Kanye. feature. Well, it's constantly what they put in front of you. Like I don't live with Kanye. This is true. I don't live with Trump. So and, but, you can make but, the same argument. No. So <laughs> what I will say is the difference is that for the last eighteen months, mm-hmm. every day of my life has had a has had him in it. Who, Trump? Yeah. That dude you won't name? Yeah, true. the one who... <laughs> so I've, right. I've had an opportunity to see him take advantage of people mm-hmm. and their emotions mm-hmm. to get what he wants and then turn around and call them violent. Mm-hmm. While during the campaign, he was like, my people aren't violent. Those are the Hillary people paid uh, to come outside of my... But now... So is this a, is that an element of delusion or is that just... Well, I'm no, just not going to acknowledge it, is it and, on purpose. It is, it is delusion. I'm not a Trump supporter by any means. Well, no, I'm not suggesting you are. <laughs> no, no. However, <laughs> I will say that there are those who would say, no, that was just excellent marketing. Yeah. Uh, I I would say that he was smart enough to take yeah. advantage and of people. And that's my question. And, and well, is where, get, where, where so does personality the, disorder does not mean you're unintelligent. Right. I right. agree. I don't quite, think quite frankly, qu- quite frankly, the disorder takes advantage of your intelligence. Uh-huh. I, I think to more get, intelligent are more predisposed. I could, agree, or more I could agree with that. I don't know about that part. I, 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 I think I, yeah. I could. Uh, because I've seen some pretty not so smart people do okay, some. Well, you know, really that's probably true. You've probably seen more people than I have. Yeah, obviously. obviously. So, <laughs> but it just seems that the geniuses, you know, I guess because right. maybe it's because we we assume that they wouldn't have it, and it's more surprising. So let's give it this thought: okay. if they're geniuses, is it that they have a higher level of thinking that we can't even process, and so we make them, we ostracize them because we don't understand what they're saying? 
that therein lies the mirror. Right. And so, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I'm not quick to say this person or that person. Cause if you, if you look at Hollywood, was quick to say Trump was, I was not, <laughs> I was not, you know, I didn't, I never said his name. Right, right. <laughs> I just said that, you know, you have, and we said it. it. So we gave it a, we, we, right. we made an assumption. He may so, have not even been talking about look at, Trump. Look at Hollywood. They are full of people that suffer from bipolar disorder, right. depression, postpartum depression for some of the actresses. And they're for my European brothers and sisters and they get treated and they're successful in life. That's the part that I'm, I want to get to right. is like, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you can have success yes. and still have these issues. These Absolutely. Issues, right? And so. I do have a list of those celebrities um, that I'm going to pray my computer allows me to bring up. But <laughs> if not, we'll just go by memory. Uh, we'll be right back. Are we memory by Pat? Are we right <laughs> Love notes with Dr. Pamela. All right, so um, today's love note, uh, I am going to just be very honest and, and paraphrase it because it's it's in my email, but it's not up right now. And um, technological difficulties, but it came from a young woman. I do remember the name, um, Vanessa, who was saying that she has a sister who truly needs help. I got it. I have a sister who truly needs help. She shows all of the signs of bipolar depression. And she says, I think these are the signs. Extreme highs and lows, struggle to keep a job, spontaneous risky behavior, spends every dime when she gets the money. The problem is that she is not at all open to the possibility that she may need help, but I and other family members see it clear as day. She shuns the whole topic of mental illness and gets offended when I try to go down that road of possibilities with her. Is there anything I can do? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? All eyes were right. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for <laughs> bipolar disorder, um, again, everything is on a, on a spectrum or on a, on a continuum. So um, based on the, the things that she put in the, in, the, in the love note, I don't see how this is related to love. Well, it's but just, it's, yeah, she loves her sister. She loves her sister. <laughs> wants to help her. Yeah. So the best thing that for people that suffer from bipolar disorder or any disorder, they want to feel like they can be normalized. Is there anybody else in her family? Uh, that has similar behaviors mm-hmm. um, and and try to find a normalization through that. Also, you can because family history, I'm be honest with you, family history helps people accept their conditions. But you know, when when if that family member turns out to be old crazy uncle, somebody that we just disregarded, that wouldn't that couldn't that Push backfire? So uh, that's why I say you have coming from a pr- perspective of family history. So look at the behaviors from old crazy blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. He used to do that. You did that just the other day. He used to do that. You did that just the other day. If we felt like something was wrong with him, we don't live in the dark ages anymore. Like, let's go talk to your doctor. And if it's nothing, then I owe you an apology. Would that work? I mean, if just based you know, on it, what I'm, I'm... I'm saying that you don't know if it's going to work. And, yeah, and these are literally... I'm, I'm just... This is a shotgun so, effort. Right. So at the end of the day, if she doesn't see anything wrong with it, meaning her sister... Mm-hmm. It's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed. Typically people that suffer from maladies that come see us have hit rock bottom. And I try to, you know, part of me doing this is to help promote that this is not a taboo thing. Like if you got these symptoms, please. Just like diabetes or. Just like diabetes, because most, most like alcoholism and addiction. When you get to an addiction level with these substances, that's a chronic condition. Like you, sobriety is the only way you could treat it. Right. In terms of like you not having further consequences related to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but people that abuse uh, alcohol and substances don't have the chronic condition yet. So there's treatments that can help you get out of that pattern because that's before all your brain is before it becomes mm-hmm. chronic. That's and that's why I'm trying to like make sure people are aware so of this kind de- of stuff. Yeah. So, so deal with it head on. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't don't wait. The longer you wait, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really um, good. and and I don't know. We have to go to break, but I I don't know if you know. She said she thinks these are the signs, so I don't know that she even knows for sure if that's what it well, is. Well, the highs. So. The, so typically, your highs and lows, they tend to last. Uh, we say about two weeks high, two weeks low, and when they're high, they're like. You know, I think I'm going to try to apply for a job at, at Coca-Cola as a CEO. I think they need some multi, some diversity, and I think they would appreciate a black woman, you know, referencing her. Mm-hmm. Like, if she's out here making these types of statements, grandiose, and just off the off the meter, off the wall, like, if she goes to the club and she's the baller, not you, you know, and it lasts for a period of two weeks, we say, mm-hmm. before she hits rock bottom again. Like, that can be uh, evidence of it. Has she ever attempted suicide? Um, that's a mark of bipolar disorder. Ever had thoughts of killing herself? Okay. Um, well, we're, we're gonna have to go to break. We'll come back, and then right I'm, we're gonna talk a little bit more. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, welcome back to the live exchange. We are at the top of the second hour, and we are talking about mental mental health <laughs> um, disorders as they pertain to celebrities, public figures, and how that really kind of in turn reflects us in our own lives in some ways. Um, you know, we expect these celebrities to to perform and to you know be. The, the, the spotlight for us. And sometimes the very thing that draws us to them is the very thing that is their vice in their own personal life. So, um, so we're here talking about that and we are just discussing a love note that we received from, um, Vanessa and, um, and she, just to reiterate that note, she says that she has a sister who truly needs help. And she kind of spill, you know, uh, explains some of the signs that she thinks um, may lead or may point to her having bipolar depression, um, extreme high, highs and lows, struggles to keep a job, spontaneous risky behavior, spending every dime. And she's not, she's nervous about approaching her sister about it because she's very defensive and, and doesn't seems to think that she's going to not be receiving or receptive to that thought, the idea. So so we were just discussing that, and I noticed that Diamond has also pointed out that his um, th- that sounds like his brother, and 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 is also affirming what Mikkel said, which yeah. is be direct. One of the the things we were just talking about off air was how all of us kind of collectively <laughs> assumed that this was a black person speaking, mm-hmm. um, and, and I wanted to ask about that um, in the history of mental health, or even just health in general, when it comes to the black people in the diaspora, we shun it like a mug and maybe for just reason, because there is a history of things that have gone on when black people have dealt with the doctors from a physical standpoint or a mental standpoint that have taken us down some very dark and insidious roads. Sure. So how do we begin to get over those emotional historical hurdles? So, because I know you're, you're an ambassador for this. Yeah. I mean, me, me trying to come, me becoming a therapist, right, was part of that was trying to get rid of the stigma by putting a face and say, hey, I've gone into the to the wall and seen all of the secrets and, and I'm going to come out and make sure that we only use the good stuff. You can trust my face type of deal. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, people have to own the fact that they are afraid of knowing what's wrong. And it's not just in mental health, it's in physical health. Like right. when you, you know something wrong, you just like, I ain't going to the doctor. We talked about that with the HIV show. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And so when you have those thoughts, there's nothing more freeing than, than leaning forward and going and finding out what's really going on with you because at that point you can know how to address it. And and it's in terms of our historical aspect of it, I mean, because I get it. I'm from Georgia. We used to have centralized mental health where right. they would come snatch you up at your seat and take you to Milledgeville. Yeah. And that's where you lived until they felt like either the rest of your life or until yeah. they felt like you got better. So that was one of the, the taboo things in the South is that not only did you have the vagrants laws, you also had, if they thought you were crazy, we'd come snatch you up too. Yeah. And, um, and they did that. And and as such, we started keeping family secrets. We uh-huh. stopped talking about it out front. Um, we hey, you don't talk about that right now, you know. Right, right. You know, but you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know that type of yeah. deal. And I'm yeah, telling you, that's real. a going out of business strategy. I mean, we're resilient people, but at the end of the day, we can have a better quality of life. But you have to be assertive. Mm-hmm. You have to want it, and and take steps to get there. What I you, like that going out of business strategy. That's. Yeah. What do you do when the the solution that has always been there for you? Family line down is just give it to Jesus. Oh, oh, he so, went there. I, mean, I, did. So, I, I love it. <laughs> so just like, um, and it's not. I'm not saying it is the same. So before you start getting nasty emails, <laughs> I will say that he said it. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, earlier we referenced drugs and alcohol and stuff like that as a coping mechanism or a tactic. Uh-oh. Right. Well, religion has become <laughs> that as well. Religion is a coping tactic to deal with the stresses that our community have faced. And, and we're so committed to it that we even have a level of cognitive dissonance as it relates to what's right and what's wrong oh, versus, yeah. you know, staying true to your uh, faith. Yeah. Majorly. You know, and, and so at the end of the day, that strategy still works for some because it is a personal strategy. Right. right. Um, but I will, you know, submit to you that, you know, not everybody can go. Right. So whatever to Jesus or to church or, or to whatever our next leg in life is. I mean, if, if you if you rely on one coping strategy in this life, you're not going to survive. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I think that in tandem, in tandem with, uh, you know, other things. I mean, spirituality is great. And, and going to Jesus, I totally I, I'm all about that. But if that's you got to do some other things, too. Jesus gives us tools. Right. <laughs> Faith without works is dead. You know, it's not in the Bible. It's a famous cliche statement, but it's, it's true. It's like you can put faith 
in God that he's going to guide you, which means that you're about to do some work. He's going to guide you through the work. So now, if, if I appear before you and you suffer from depression, yes, go, God is healing you because he brought you to me. You don't see what I'm saying? Yeah, like I hear you. I'm stuck on faith without words, so not dead, not in the Bible, because I, 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 I figured you heard that. I've seen that I figured in the Bible. That. But there are some things that I've, I've have you seen I have specifically challenged that way, that way or paraphrased that way. Um, yeah, yeah. But we're, we're going to look, look it up. <laughs> we'll be right back. Primary election. Lack of diversity. Gas prices. Michael Black. Trending topics. All right, uh, welcome back to the live exchange. Okay, so one thing that's trending is um, Donald Trump and Kanye met. Oh, it was trending a week ago. I, I get that I'm late on that, but um, I wanted to talk about that anyway because I think that that's very interesting. And when when they came out after their conversation, you know, everybody's like, "What you guys talk about? What you guys talk about?" And they said, "Well, we talked about life," and um, you know, and there were some jokes going around Facebook about. Um, well, lots of jokes going around lots Facebook, but <laughs> um, and so I don't know what, what you all. What are your what's your take on this? And and why would the president elect? Oh God, um, just <laughs> just meet up with with a Kanye West. What, what's up with that? I mean, I'm not going to assume that that's their first time ever meeting one another. I don't think so either. Uh, I will say that you know, one person I feel like. Um, I feel like they fit a certain disorder, and uh, the <laughs> other person I think, <laughs> and I think that I think Kanye suffers from some other maladies that kind of confound one another. Like he may have a few things going on at once. Um, but you know, for me to come up with a, a question as to, I think Kanye is in the, he's promoting himself, so he takes meetings with whoever's he tries to take meetings with whoever's running something to tell them that I can help you in this area where you struggle. And if you, if I get a certain amount of money, um, I'll make sure the message gets out that you're okay. So who initiated the meeting? You asked. Do we know? We don't know. We don't know. Karen Connolly would know that. But I, mean, I, I would almost guarantee that <laughs> if some black jackets and shaded guys walked in this room right now and said, Hey, president elect wants to meet with you. Most of us would go. I would. Uh, most of us. I, oh, I'm know. glad you said I, most. I, I, I don't do absolutes. I, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean. I have zero. <laughs> if he wanted me to interview him on this show. Uh-huh. I've, 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 yeah, that's a tricky one, ain't it? I don't know. I, I choose what toxicity I bring in my life. I respect that's, that wholeheartedly. That's, uh, that's probably yeah. a toxicity I would do without myself. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it, but I could understand. I, I'm not going to throw Kanye or Jim Brown or Ray Lewis or anybody under the bus about that. From a mental health standpoint, I actually question the mental health uh, health of us as as a community when we allow something like that to to seep into our community. When he says, "Oh, I'm bringing in these three people to talk about economic development," you don't bring in Jerry Seinfeld to talk about technology. So, you know, th that that was actually a slap in the face to me. Well, yeah, because every black man is every black man, right? Right. Exactly. So, no Are matter. Are you referencing what, um, Carson being selected as the health and the health? So, for those of you who don't know, right. Ben Carson was selected as the person who, who for the housing, housing and urban development, right. and he's a brain surgeon, right? But he's black, right? And, so. and stated that he didn't feel like he had enough experience to run a state agency, even though he ran for president, right? <laughs> and he actually never lived in a housing project, project. which is why they why they said they selected him. Right. So yeah, when we when we see things like that, it it becomes a and we and when we accept it, when we go, oh yeah, Ray Lewis, yeah. Economic development, that makes absolutely well, no sense. I, and I, I wouldn't I even say that we have accepted it. I think we've become apathetic to it because there's really no outcry. There's nothing. It's just silence with regards to this man being selected. <laughs> um, and, and so I wouldn't even say people are embracing it like, yes, Ben Carson no, is, is our guy. We're just, there's just silence. Well, if you look at his cabinet, everybody is uh, beneath his education level except for Ben Carson. And, and What then kind he, of education level does he have? He, he has a master's. Uh, but I will say that everyone else is bachelors, um, and Ben mm -hmm. Carson is only doctor on his staff, and he put him in the most inept place for <laughs> right. a doctor to for be doctor at to versus be Surgeon General. Or so he's still the authority because <laughs> I build hotels and homes. You know, I'm I'm the real estate authority, so Ben do what I say, right? Type mm -hmm. of deal. Like again, another marker for the, Ben it, is like. Let me stop. Oh wow! Let me you stop. Did I didn't. Did I? You did, G. No, I did. They got it on video. You did the G. You did. <laughs> Shuffle. I mean, it is what it is. Now, if I was asked to interview him, 
oh no, I would get frustrated. I would go to sleep. I would get frustrated. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, wake up. <laughs> wake up. <laughs> what are you excited about, man? <laughs> oh, no. Talk to him about his wife. He, he might get excited about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Stop. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not because I was going to go there, but I'm not. So. So we're going to look at the celebrities. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Good for you. Uh, because we are all, yes. Entitled to you. Right. I, and, I, and I respect folks. So, well, the five, <laughs> there's 27 celebrities. There are some celebrities um, who do suffer from different forms of mental illness. And I'll just tell you some of them, um, one of which is Demi Lovato. And she's been quite open about her struggle with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. cutting, and bulimia. Um, she says, quote, I never found out until I went into treatment that I was bipolar. So she possibly went in for treatment for bulimia. Or cutting. And then found out. Um, Russell, what's his name? The English comedian? Russell Brand. Russell, Russell Brand. Yeah. Okay. He, he suffered from bulimia. It's typically um, a condition that females suffer from, body image issues. Right. But he suffered from that as well as alcohol and addiction. And he talks about that a whole lot because um, he's trying to normalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, I already mentioned Paula Dean with agoraphobia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else. We have I have a whole list of 27 here. Oh, go we, got, <laughs> go. we got Leonardo DiCaprio, um, and he suffers from OCD, which he drew upon while playing um, Howard Hughes in The Aviator. So this is an example of how he used it, you know, to his benefit because he was Some able to draw shit. upon his own experience. Yeah. Um, we also have I don't I don't know Lena Dunham L- Lena Dunham Isn't that the girls TV show uh-huh. yeah exactly on HBO she's a uh, a writer producer writer. actress yeah. of a um a series on on HBO called Girls yeah okay um, yeah and she suffers from obsessive compulsive disorder depression and anxiety yep. and um, incorporated um, her OCD into her character um, in the movie she was medicated for her conditions and told fans on Instagram that exercise helps immediately immensely mm-hmm. I believe that. It yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. I would. Um, Robin Williams. Um, in that he, was unfortunate. Yes. Passed away in 2014. Um, he suffered from depression, paranoia, and anxiety and tragically took his own life. And it's interesting because it was something that he, um, people close to him said he actively struggled with right. for quite a while. And which is ironic because, again, in our own naive, removed perspectives, um, we think he's funny. He's got the greatest life. He's, yeah. you know, a how can somebody that funny not be? A lot of comedians be? suffer from, from disorders. Look at yeah. what happened with Martin. Yeah. So what I will tell you, if you notice on the list, that a lot of the people on there are not black. I was going to Well, ask. I'm only on number four, yeah, but, but I, we can keep money, going. Money says you're not going to see anybody. Yep. Right. Nope. When I, when I checked it out, all I saw was Halle Berry, and that was when she considered uh, suicide when David Justice and her broke up. And do we not always – I mean, Halle Berry is is one of the people that, that I hear a lot of fellows make fun of. Oh, she's – you know, she must be crazy. She can't keep a man. You know, we hear that about Halle Berry. At least I've heard that about Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so it's, again, something where we are sticking stigmatizing it and um and not really looking at it from the standpoint of maybe she needs help you know um but anyway Justin Bieber we'll be right back yeah. <laughs> in the interest of science 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 all right welcome back to the live exchange i'm dr pamela and um so the science um, with regards to mental health that I'm bringing you to you today is a concept of high-functioning depression. And this is the kind of depression that can be very easily overlooked um, by the individual who's, who has it and by those who are around them. And, um, and basically what high-functioning depression is, um, you know, well, I'll say many of us envision an individual caught in the depths of despair, but that's not necessarily what it always looks like. You know, sometimes it, it, you look and act and behave, you know, um, just like everybody else, sometimes even better than other people in many cases. And so um, it's not something that's that's out there and obvious. But according to an article by David Wolf, he says high functioning depression is far more concerning to psychiatrists than any other type. And this is because psychiatrists observe more high functioning depressives with seemingly, quote, perfect lives um, that commit suicide. Um, than those who, whose battles are more obvious. And, um, and I would just guess that this may be related to the fact that it's, it, 
it's not visible and the the I'm not articulating myself well but no, it's no, not visible are. but you know once it becomes visible the high functioning folks are are less inclined to want that to show or 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 you know are more willing to um, commit suicide because people see me a certain way and I can't let that change I can't let that you know be be different I don't know that, that makes sense it does yeah and seeing that chink in the armor shows weakness and and a lot of uh, these business people, high-function CEOs, VPs, um, moms, mm-hmm. um, that if I show this chink in my armor, I'm, I'm not who I said I was. Uh, this has allowed me to get to this level in life, to that level in life, to do this. And I, I can't show any signs of, of that weakness. And when I do, it's all going to fall you know, apart. And it, and it, and it does. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I happen to know an individual who is very, very successful, doing very well. And because I know her personally, very clearly dealing with some serious depression issues and didn't, you know, kept it under wraps, did, you know, really good job of seeming like she's, you know, moving and shaking at work. And one day, all it took was some episode while she was driving to work that by the time she got to work, she had a a, a complete meltdown Mm. and was totally ashamed about it. And yeah, so the strategy uh, is called stuffing. Stuffing. Yeah. uh, Stuffing. The issues. So, mm-hmm. um, what I will tell you that I find is common with high functioning depressed uh, depressed people is that they have a um, a dark outlook on society. They're like, you know, there's people that are cynics, and then there's people that are just fatalists. Yeah, like yeah, a fatalist. Great word. And um, what I found is that they function high, they perform at a high level, so that they can kind of set themselves apart from how they see the rest of the world. But when they realize I'm no different than their perception of the world. That's too much. Mm. Um, so that's, that's so textbook well, that, about this yeah. woman I'm talking about. So, <laughs> you know, the whole, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, you know, you could do it. Da, 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 da. And they, and they buy into this merit based system that mm. doesn't exist. And when it fails them, they feel like they failed. Um, it seems like that alone would, would cause somebody to, to, to become psychotic. I mean, I mean, yeah. really, well, because it's, it's an it's, obsessive thing. You have to understand seems. that we're talking about an overwhelming emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by overwhelming, meaning that you're, it's out of the norm. So high-functioning depressants, uh, they may show signs of it, whether through conversation, loss of enjoying things that they may at once time, you know, they enjoy, but they still been able to go to work and do everything they need to do. So it must not be a big deal. They just lost interest. Mm-hmm. So you tend to miss the signs of the breakdown or, or of the leak, if you will, before the dam actually breaks. Mm. So do they know, so then they don't necessarily know then that they are experiencing this. Correct. Okay. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like one of the biggest things that I try to bring to the table is self-awareness is something that we call mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do this exercise called the mindful body scan. It's a mind and, and there's mindful eating. There's uh, just things that kind of bring you present. Even in anger, like one of the techniques that I use is, is know your age and, and anger. So say, for instance, I got angry with you and I'm about to just let you have it. Mm-hmm. If you're mindful, you're able to say, you know what? I'm 13 right now. Mm. I'm a 45-year-old. Wow. And like, All right. So now, and then you count yourself back up to mm-hmm. 45, my age. And, and at that point, you're going to handle it differently. At that point, you've captured the emotion, mm-hmm. you've recognized it, you've owned it, and you've been able to quell it down so that you can start using your mind. Okay. And so when we're talking about overwhelming emotion, we're taking all intelligence out of it. Like, it's just okay. going to make sense why I'm crying. Like, what the hell is wrong with me mm-hmm. type of deal. And, 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 that's, and that's the part that's important is that you have to get, get out of the emotion piece of it so that you can deal with the logical aspects of it. One, one of my favorite statements, that I, and I teach this to my children um, from the moment they can conceive it, that e- emotions make very good slaves, but very poor masters. And and that's what he was just talking yeah. about. It's, it's not that you, you know, you discount emotions. Right. And I don't think that's what you were saying no. at all. Um, but that we do have to understand that I am in control of them. They are not in control of me. Right. If I'm mad, I'm mad. Okay, I acknowledge that and I move forward in that. Right. And, and to keep that going. But when you allow that thing to flip on you, right. it's a dangerous road. It's yes, the reaction. Yes. And, and to be honest with you, there are a lot of adults that lack emotional maturity for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a checks and balances to make sure that I'm as old emotionally as I am biologically. Like, how, mm-hmm. when was the last That's time you really asked good. yourself, am I mature? Right. What do what I do in my life right now? There, there are a wow. few areas that, that <laughs> define emotional maturity. And, I, yeah. and I, you know, I employ that the audience go out, Google it. 
there's information out there and do a checks and balance. Do I act like, do I act like that when I get out? That's hmm. interesting. And, 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 you know, and I have to say that the last time was, was just recently because <laughs> I, was, I was dealing with somebody who was very angry and was acting like they were two years old and it made me rise even higher. Like, okay. I'm not right because it was in. shocking to you. It, yeah, so it made me say, you it know what? You. I'm, not, you I'm not going out. down that road with you. I'm not going to timeout. We're not during tantrums. You can right. throw your tantrum by yourself. But it did make me really think about how do I want to respond to this? At what maturity level do I want to be at when I respond to this? Right. And, and um, so anyway, we gotta go to break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> the number one most impactful artist of our generation. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Walt Disney, Nike, Google. Now who's going to be the Medici family and stand up and let me create more? Or do you want to marginalize me till I'm out of my moment? Or why don't you empower yourself and don't mm-hmm. need them and do it yourself? Halfway. Take a few steps back. To go you ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. I've been doing this more than you. <laughs> that is our, our Kanye Weston's uh, Sway interview. That uh, not ours, but you know, <laughs> I mean, like as a community, you know. But but uh, yeah, that's what do you what do y'all think? Accepting no response. I think that was good radio. <laughs> <laughs> we got like polar opposites over here. No, I'm saying you look at if you look. Radio. It's good radio. I mean, if you look at the reality TV phenomenon, like we love drama, we love explosiveness, we we dial in for that. Yeah. This man got memes yeah. floating across the internet that say "Houseway." Yeah, like it's, it's notoriously <laughs> famous. There, there is it the, worked. the adage of the only good publicity is no publicity, and, and he he only bad publicity. The only bad publicity is, is no, no publicity. publicity. That's right. But the the issue is at what cost, and and we've seen it. But at in, what gain? Well, well, opportunity cost is one thing, but he gains. It, it certainly is. But if you look at the, the pattern, and when we talk about these brain patterns, yeah, and you look yeah. at the historic pattern of all of these entertainers and artists and musicians, celebrities, sports figures that have gone down this road of self-grandizement, mm-hmm. it leads down a dark path for, for 98% of them. There are those who are exceptions to the rule, who make right. it through. Right. But for the most part, you can look at the, the Terrell Owens of the world who deal and suffer. You can look at the Kanye's that are going. Yeah, they gain financially. But and that's losing, all it's about. But they're it, losing so much emotionally. Uh, so let's let's keep in mind that we're talking about somebody that was emotionally tied to someone that his success technically killed. Right. And that's a whole other conversation. But I agree with so, you. So I, I yes. you know. So let's yes. let's be you know mindful of the fact mm-hmm. that when when you have someone um, go through. Hear what you just said. Hold on. Pause that. <laughs> Pause. That his success, in in essence, killed mm-hmm. his emotion. His emo. Right. But. It, in that, it, it killed the person that, that, that was, he learned how to be empathetic from. It killed the person that he learned how to connect emotionally with humans. And knowing that, he right. continues to pursue more. Does so, he know that? what we also mentioned is uh, neuroplasticity, how uh-huh. your brain can be molded. Right. And at that point, even what makes sense is not relevant anymore. So, mm-hmm. I talked about addictions earlier. Um, our medical director treats anesthesiologists okay. that have addiction. So here's somebody that's a medical doctor that understands the human body, mm-hmm. that understands uh, the brain, understands how drugs affect the body, mm-hmm. and they still inject these substances that get high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that addiction is using this person's intelligence to hide the missing medication, to hide that they're actually taking it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So fast forward to Kanye. Yes, his success gave a window, an opportunity for his mother to get plastic surgery that killed her. Right. Is he going to say, I, therefore, I don't want to be successful anymore? Or is he just going to dive into the only thing he knows at this point that he's emotionally connected to? No, what he's going to do is never accept the responsibility, responsibility for that, I, I which think is he, a classic I, I think, narcissistic I, characteristic. No, I think, I think he did. And that's the part that's caused the emotional tear that I'm talking about. Like, it's not everybody's narcissistic. Right. Is it a disorder is another conversation. And mm-hmm. there are elements to his speak where he talks about his, he hasn't reached the pinnacle. A person that is narcissistic is the pinnacle. Like there, it, like he talks about he's Warhol. He's referring to other people that he, he equates his talent to mm-hmm. versus 
whether he can grow more. He admitted that he needed growth in certain areas. Mm-hmm. A, a person that is narcissistic would never do that. But one of the things. So you- that's what I'm saying. Like we have to be mindful of the fact that everyone has narcissistic traits. Right. He's also in an industry that promotes and reinforces that behavior. Third. But one of the characteristics you stated was when you have a, a self-grandizement that you haven't earned. When you start calling yourself Warhol and, and people of that nature, they never claimed that for themselves. Warhol never called himself a genius. He just was. He was I placed, don't know that. Well, I ain't I'm, know the man. I, well, I'm <laughs> from the story of reading. That's all I'm saying is that people placed him in a genius category. Right. And that's how it happens. But when you begin to place yourself there, that so doesn't lead you to, to believe be, that this yeah, is narcissistic quality? No, I'm saying that you have to understand that narcissism is a part of your personality. It's, I'm, I'm it, not saying that. I'm saying so uh, what disordered. That means, right. So the disorder component is where it causes mass in his life he had he ain't got maladies not caused by narcissism you understand he this man went on stage took the microphone for somebody and said that beyonce should have won all right he didn't suffer from that his sales went through the roof reinforcement Mm -hmm. positive reinforcement so again he's being that that enforcement is what carries this to the next episode and you don't think that trump being reinforced by abuse people voting for him and that's not a reinforcement for him listen this man lost by three million votes and he he won the electoral wait wait wait. what's the difference between his reinforcement versus so he lost by three million popular votes Mm -hmm. you know what he said well if you chopped off california and and uh, what was the other one? Florida. 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 It, no, he no, had Florida. He it, was, it was it was two states. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you chopped them off, I would have won. York I and, won the popular vote. New York and, and California. <laughs> Just get rid of those. Two. That's a totally right. different conversation. That's so, a totally different. That's an insane conversation. You're gonna chop off a state, really? <laughs> but, Ain't but, nobody said well, that. No, and Kanye, Kanye, Kanye said, made some pretty insane statements too. Let me tell you something. Let me click. Kanye said he says I'm I'm the most relevant. Rapper, you know who he gives props to all the time. Hold on, I'm talking about the interview I saw. Okay, okay. Um, (laughs) and and be let's be clear, he's not lying. So if you look at airplay, if you look at the production, if you look at where he's that's that's all marketing. Hold on, that's what I've been talking about. He gave props to uh Drake, he's like, This is Drake's time right now, Mm -hmm. right? A narcissist will never bow down. The person that suffers from personality disorder, they don't mm-hmm. bow down. So I have a question. I hear you saying that he's not narcissistic. What what do you say is, what would you say that he may be, you can't say is because we don't know, but what, yeah. what, could, be, something. what could be another possibility if you're, because you, you're emphatically saying, no, it's not narcissism. What? I, I mean, honestly, he, he suffers from the, the, the fact that his work environment promotes um, behavior that can, that adds tremendous pressure on you. So he may be suffering from emotional breakdowns, um, depression, definitely mm-hmm. depression. Definitely depression. I can see that. I mean, like for real. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he has bipolar disorder. I don't know. I mean, but in terms of the what I think, and it's, it really is subjective at this point. I got you. What I think narcissistic narcissistic personality disorder is, he doesn't map one to one enough for me to be comfortable to say that this man suffers from that because prior to him being Kanye, he was just yay from around the way. Like he, <laughs> I mean, I can accept that, that maybe it's not that, but I cannot accept that it's nothing. I mean, there's something and you know, well, we all have something. Well, let, let well, me, we let me normalize all, it for, for everybody. Well, 100%, we all have something, but right. we don't all have something to that extreme. Right. We 100% have something to some extreme. There's something that, that you uniquely do yeah. that, you eat those multigrain rice crackers. <laughs> you uniquely do right. that I will never do. Do right. I think you crazy? And, and I can't. And I don't yes. want to. I don't want to. <laughs> and I'm not going to no uh, dispute it, or or you know, because I do want this to be normalized. I do want us to be able to come to a place where we can normalize these things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, though I'm probably one of the only people who do not have any issue whatsoever. And that in itself. <laughs> that in itself. <laughs> No, no, but but, (laughs) no, but in all seriousness, no, I, 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 I can respect that because, um, and there are, it affects different things affect different people in different ways. When you're in the spotlight, Uh I can't even imagine what it must be like to be in the spotlight, the way that Kanye is and, and have to deal with whatever stuff, you know, that, that, that he has to deal with without, the support, because I don't see a strong support network that he has. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it definitely is, uh, I think, an indicator of, yes, people around him. Yeah, I agree um, with that. But, you know, keep in mind that if Kanye were not the Kanye we knew in, in these interviews, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be getting called to be interviewed. No, that's the very thing that, that draws us to him. Right. And, and, you know, as I said in the intro, we love to hate them. 
we love to love them. We love to hate him for that very reason. Dave, Dave Chappelle um, on the Actors Guild did a an, an very interesting conversation about mental illness and in, in, in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and made it very clear. If you ever get a chance, go back and watch that clip. But he talks about you can't don't call these people crazy. What happened with Martin Lawrence? When, mm-hmm. You know, he's, these are very strong people. Mm-hmm. He said, we have to take a look and see what environment are they in that's causing all of these people to go down. Yeah, these road. Right? Yeah. And when you said that, that we all suffer from something. We all deal with something. That's a scary thought. It's an, I think it's an accurate thought. Right. But you have to ask, like, what environment do we exist in that? all of us are dealing with something. So, so none of us, if we believe in the creator or what have you, none of us were built perfect. We were, we were all going to be built flawed and that's it. Yeah. That, that's a very interesting concept. Where's the, the environment kind of, that is triggering? these? Well, things? I will tell you that, that being built flawed is in itself a form of perfection, which means if we're on the evolutionary track, we're getting better or we should be getting better every generation. Okay. No regression. Like we now have regressed. Right. Uh, socially we regressed, but in terms of our awareness, self-awareness, self-actualization, those things happen every generation. Like I, that, my children are four years old and they've had tablets since they were two and know how, and know what apps are. I mean, like a whole nother level. Yeah. Uh, so that's the process. If you embrace the beauty of the process of, of development, then I don't see it as a flaw. I just see it as, you know, figuring out the next piece is life is well, life well and with that said we're going to go right into the balance challenge your balance oh, nice segue Dr. Pamela. All right. So today's balance challenge is, um, and, and I, you know, I think you know this is, some, this is an enlightening conversation. And I think one of the things that Mikkel just pointed out was that, you know, we all have something. We all deal with something. Um, and as much as I want to resist the, or have the urge to say not me, <laughs> we all got something. Right. So um, it's so one of the, the, the challenge that I issue today is for you again, we, we're going to be around family. We're going to, you know, and, and sometimes that that's a happy thing. And sometimes it's it's tense, you know, depending on what, what our family makeup is. Well, there's always that person in the family or those people in the family who um, are a little different, who may exhibit some behaviors that are not cool. And um, I challenge you to try to see things from their perspective this time. Um, and, you know, we like to whisper in the corners about, oh, you know, she's doing such and such and he's doing such and such. But um, this year... I want you to not do that. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want you to consider what it's like to be in such and such a shoes and what they're, you know, um, because we don't know. Um, the majority of us are not trained to diagnose or to really understand what's going on in somebody's life. But what we can do is we can show compassion and we can try to, to step outside of our own heads and think about what somebody else's experience may be like. And what that does is it challenges us to also see our own um, flaws, our own um, challenges, and and to be a bit more um, caring for others who may be struggling through their own. So my challenge for you is to, we're not going to be petty this Christmas. <laughs> when they go low, you go high. So <laughs> this challenge is when they go low, I want you to go high. I want to make a song, Petty Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the live exchange. We can't say that on the air, Mikkel. We went on the air. <laughs> 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 All right. So um, on the on the list of twenty seven, um, Bobby, you know, I had twenty seven celebrities listed that were that suffer from mental illness. He lost the bet. He said he bet. There's nobody black on the list, and that's primarily because we don't address it right. as a community, not because we, we don't have <laughs> yeah. issues. Um, but there are two. But that on was the, list. the point. Like we don't really address right. it. We don't address it. And uh, but the two that are listed, um, one is Janet Jackson, and she fell into a deep depression following the release of her sixth studio album, The Velvet Rope. I was actually a DJ when that album came out. Ebony Love. And she, (laughs) (laughs) she also dealt with the issues of body dysmorphia and self-harm. What is body dysmorphia? Uh, So that's basically a body image issue. So people that suffer from anorexia, bulimia, Mm -hmm. uh, in that, in that family. Uh, So it's basically, she saw fat when we saw fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it goes both ways. Some people, they see skinny when they're not, you know, it goes both ways. It's basically just a. A twisted view of your body. Right. Okay. 
Okay. So people that, that obsessively diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are looking at them like, but your size, for women, it's your size zero. Or for a grown man, your size 30 in the waist mm-hmm. and you 6'2". Right. Yeah, that's not healthy, man. What's going on? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you have those disorders. Okay. So it's, it's something that, and she's in an industry that fuels Ooh, yeah, that anxiety. Absolutely. So. I, and I bet that is a pretty rampant condition in, in that industry, big time. Um, mm-hmm. And then Halle Berry is the second one who's listed. And, wow, nice dress, Halle. Um, she suffers. She suffered from postpartum depression and admitted to t- attempting suicide following her divorce from David Justice. Yeah. Um, that was she, a pretty... she literally sat in the car. And uh, when I read her um, the uh, interview, she said that what made her stop was that her mother was going to be the person that found her. Mm. based on the Where comings and was. going. But yeah, based on the comings and going. Well, it says she actually attempted to. So, I mean, there's no about. details what that, that about what, what she did. You know, She was in the car in the garage with the engine running. She was going to die from oh, um, carbon, carbon monoxide, monoxide poison. poison. Got it. Okay. And the oh. only thing that stopped it was the fact that she realized that her mother would find her body. Mm. Wow. Wow. And that was a pretty... Um, traumatic marriage from my understanding and um and one of the things that we haven't mentioned is post-traumatic stress disorder and that's something and and it's also known as post-traumatic stress syndrome um is it syndrome ptss yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so um and and i wonder if that this is my understanding is that it seems tends to be a trigger for other illnesses that come down the line um a traumatic event um well, I mean, so trauma is subjective, meaning that, for example, a child that changes schools six or seven times is traumatic to the child. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't see it as adults because we're just moving, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it sets the child back, I think, six months of, it, of everything they learn kind of gets wiped away because they're focused on their new social environment. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that traumatic events create certain coping mechanisms that may lead down the path of choosing the wrong crowd to hang out because they want to belong. Then they start using drugs and that stops some of the brain development, mm-hmm. uh, emotional brain development that we need to have happen by the age of 25. Um, their behavior is uh, exacerbated by the fact that they lack attention, um, which goes down the ADHD path. I mean, it, it's, it creates a myriad of conditions and there's always what we call comorbidity. There's always something overlaying something if you right. Um, not every depressed person uses alcohol. Not every alcoholic is depressed. Right. But the two do seem to coexist. Someone's depressed is more apt to have use of alcohol, while someone that drinks tends to be a little bit depressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, alcohol is a depressant. And it, it leads to a series of different decisions that... Create patterns in right. their lives that they tend to hold and cling to, because that's what kept them alive. Okay. We, the issue is that we are always in a constant state of survival. I'm, my job is to help you get to a state of living. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's that's above surviving, y'all. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. So, um, well, this leads to my my PTSS, which is the one I always concentrate on, is the, the post post traumatic slave syndrome, mm-hmm. which is you know us being people of the diaspora and uh, genetically now that science is yeah. saying is yeah. things are being passed down to us emotionally, mentally. Um, so when you say that we all suffer from something, yeah, yeah absolutely, because we've never dealt fully with that trauma. Uh, on whatever level that may be. And how do you respond to to the person, because I'm sure you've heard this before, that I was never a slave. Right. That's not my issue. Right. How do you how do you address that? Um, personally, um, we're talking e, uh, societal, communal, emotional, um, and the same way that you were talking earlier, Doc, about, hey, you remember Uncle such and such? Well, you did this. Mm-hmm. You remember such and such? You did. You can point out these things that you, you're going down the same roads that we've all gone down. Mm-hmm. You wonder why you have these outbursts. You wonder why when you outburst at your son, but you're very quiet amongst your boss, you know, you're wondering why these things are happening. Interesting. This is the same kind of dynamic that's going on. Right. Take a look at it and now gets, let, let's deal with it. Let's talk about right. it and let's move forward from that point. Mm-hmm. The safest or the most um, shocking thing I should say, not safest. Uh, thing is that emotional and mental health issues are contagious. Mm, that is shocking. Uh, that is, uh, you, that's you big. Said shocking so, is a good word for that. Yeah, and so what that means that's is true. that if a person exists in a certain environment, they will adopt the same uh, features of that environment in it, in order to survive. Hmm. I honestly just heard what you said. Right. You didn't say mental illness was contagious. You said mental health. 
But, and that was the difference because uh, at first, I'm, my, my subconscious heard mental illness is contagious. No, that's, like, but that's what I heard too. Right. But does it go both contagious. ways? It does. Because, because if you're yeah. in a good environment, you're going to have. Yeah, yeah that, ma- that makes a world of difference how you yeah. said that. So, and I think it's important for us to understand, for those of you listening, the difference between mental health and mental illness. Mm-hmm. You know, mental health is you're in a, it's kind of the Well, mental health the is basis, just, that's right? just, that's that's just the, the premise. That's my degree. Right. So, So when we talk about maladies, illnesses, I'm talking about. So, for instance, if I'm suffering from general anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. right, I can pass that on to you, actually, yeah. okay. by my behavior being so outrageous. And if I'm in a power position of your life, you want to survive and get to the next day. So you're going to adopt right. the same mental style that will either go in concert with or not contradict me for fear of. So if you're in a social environment mm-hmm. where the person that's the power person is overly aggressive anger and you know the feature of anger or at least the the root of anger is anxiety right okay if i know if if i step on your shoe i know you may shoot me Uh what's gonna happen the other way around like you because i'm 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 anticipating you to react a certain way so i'm going to act in a way that's going to protect my life Mm right and people may perceive me being just as as insane as you're perceived Right. right and so that's what i'm talking about it's like we can we can pick up these disorders if we're not careful. And that's why I always tell people, choose your friends carefully because they can affect what you, what you do emotionally in terms of family. Like if you have a circle of friends that are just negative about being in in a relationship and we know that human existence relies on relationship, Mm -hmm. that means you're going to adopt because you want to belong their mentality, which there creates a malady and you won't continue. You got to talk. We're talking about, Behaviors that are consistent with survival. Right. So, and and I want to emphasize that you're talking about behaviors and not conditions. So, it's you, you're not saying, well, you stay away from anybody who's got bipolar disorder or who's schizophrenic, <laughs> right. or right. you know, you're talking about the behaviors and and how that's being I, I, managed, I'm, right? Yeah, I'm talking about all of it actually, because okay. if you think about it, if you are a, a child in a house uh, with alcoholics. People that suffer from bipolar disorder or any other type of malady, what is that child going to do? Right. They're going to adopt their parents or their guardians' coping mechanisms. They're going to adopt certain um, attributes to their personality. That's to normalize. Because it's normal. Because you're trying to stay out of. If you're a child and alcoholic and he's angry or she's an angry alcoholic, you're going to be a very quiet child. But what I'm saying is, is, is that there are people who are alcoholic or are bipolar, but they are managing it well and they're mm-hmm. living positively productive lives and so it's it's not necessarily the condition that we want to stray away from but it's it's how they're living it's it's, it's how you're behavior. living yeah your behaviors yeah. It, i mean behaviors can drive thoughts thoughts can drive behaviors mm-hmm. it's the root wherever the root is right. because if there's people all around us who have these things we can't avoid we can't say well no she's you know i mean and, well, and, and i would love to talk about relations we'll have like one minute when we come back give you one example <laughs> how how do how does it feel to be black people in america and what attitudes have we adopted to survive here? Mm. PTSS. Here we go. Interesting. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I hear you. All right. We're going to come right back. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. We've got like two minutes maybe. Um, and <laughs> I really wanted to delve into relationships yeah. with people who have um, mental illnesses or, you know, I can I feel so wrong or politically incorrect saying that for some reason, but, um, I don't know, it is what it is. but, but we, <laughs> you know, we, we have parents and loved ones. And, and I have to say that I've, I've been in a relationship where in hindsight, I'm like, Oh my God, this is what, healthy. this is what he had, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, of course, I guess I got to look at what I may have had too, but, yes. <laughs> but the first but, accurate thing you know, but it's interesting because we don't, sometimes when we're in the throes of it, we don't think about these things. And so I'm hoping that by, you know, through this show that we can help people kind of realize and see what may be sitting in front of them, what they may be sleeping with without even realizing it. And <laughs> well, you made it really ominous right there. What you may be what sleeping may- with. Hey. Yeah, what kind of conditions sleeping with are, the enemy. What kind of conditions are, well, it's not the person I'm talking about. It's the characteristics and the behavior. So what kind of conditions well, we, are we, in the bed with y'all? Are, you, you know? are, are they healthy or unhealthy relationships? Right. Um, and healthy means that it's an assertive com- conversation. Healthy means that it's an honest conversation. 
Healthy means that there's understanding, there's empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, healthy is just, do you feel like the relationship that you get something from it? Not from right. a selfish way, but at the same, do you feel like you're growing? Are you being fed? Because, right. Are you being yeah. fed versus unhealthy? Unhealthy, literally the opposite. I think it's right. A, you're starving. You're <laughs> it's important that. too that everybody's healthy doesn't look the same, and that's okay. My healthy may not look like your healthy, yeah, right. and that, but that's all right. I don't, I don't want people to get in box of wealth. My, if I don't look like Doc's look, then it must not be healthy. No, right. no, no. It is very subjective, but at right. the same time, um, it's important to understand that that I think across the board, unhealthy is you're starving versus you're you're being fed, or no, you know, not communicating however versus you, communicating. I mean, there's and, some I mean, general parameters right, right. to look at, at yeah. right? Right, Definitely and so so that's that's really important to consider, and um and and I don't by any means want to stigmatize anybody who does have one any, you know any of these disorders because they, there are a lot of people living very well, productive, healthy lives who who have these disorders. So it's not again, it's not the person, it's right. not the disorder, it's the behavior and how they're coping and, and how the, they're And the people that are it. successful with these disorders are being treated. Yes. Let's be actively clear. Like treated. they're actively treated. Yeah. That meaning that you can have a balanced homostasis life, which is in science the biggest deal for human existence is balanced. That's homostasis. There's mm-hmm. the word again. And and so you can have that life if you get treatment. Right. You can actually look at what look at what's going on in your life. If you don't like what you see Take steps. Yep. There's something. free help, and then there's paid help. Yep. It's still help. You just get the help. You just get the help, yeah. and you'll notice the difference. Give 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 whoever the clinician is at least two weeks of doing exactly what they tell you to do. Do it for at least two weeks, and if you don't see a difference, throw it out the window. Right. <laughs> you just move on to the next clinician, but at least do something. Don't just sit back and continue to have it. And Diamond, I wanted to answer your question. Uh, there is absolutely no reason to uh, for a parent to accept disrespect. There may have been some other issues going on prior to uh, what your sibling is dealing with, if that's what's happening. Yeah. So it may just be a, a re- part of the condition. Um, it's not a question of saying, yeah, you can disrespect me because you got bipolar. It's saying, you, because you disrespect me, we need to get you some help. Because you're enabling them otherwise. Right, you're right? enabling you're, you're, them otherwise. But, yeah, so, but, but, yeah, so so it can, there's a range, you know, and, and I, in my book, Letters to the Brokenhearted, I talk about heartbreak and, and, and depression and all of that. And so even if it is as minor as, and I, I don't want to minimize it, but as a situational depressed um issue, you know, where I'm depressed because this situation happened and it's not a chronic thing that I have deal with it because if you don't deal with it and address it, it can turn into something chronic. So, um, with that said, <laughs> what a show. Um, <laughs> so much we didn't get to touch on as always. Um, but we're going to have to have these guys back again for a part two and, um, that's it so next week on the live exchange uh we'll be back and um every thursday from 11 to 1 have a merry christmas merry christmas and uh happy kwanzaa happy kwanzaa Kwanzaa starts the day after christmas december 26th and uh we'll see you later